You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to break down the month of December for the Bulls' young core. We're also going to talk about the month ahead for the Chicago Bulls as they head into the new year with a fairly easy schedule. And lastly, we're going to talk about Andre Drummond being mentioned in the same breath as Dennis Rodman. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers bet. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Pat, man, uh, we went through a month of December, a uh, really solid month where really turned a lot of Bulls fans kind of expectations around this team and what they think this team can accomplish around in a lot of ways. And it was led by my Kobe White's really explosion, even though he's come down a little bit, but him, Patrick Williams, and Iota Sumo had some of the best months of their career. If we go over Kobe White, 22 points per game over this month, 5.7 assists and six and a half rebounds. Patrick Williams with 14 points per game, two assists, uh, four rebounds, one steal, one block in that time as well. Iota Sumo with 10 points per game, two assists, three rebounds, and one steal coming off the bench. All players shooting above 50% from the field yeah. and uh, Kobe and uh, Patrick Williams shooting above 40% from three-point range as well. How do you feel about the month of those three young players, Pat? I mean, listen, I think starting off with the one that most people are probably going to zoom in on, right? To me, P. Will, 14 points a game. That's the guy that I said, listen, if you can become that with the level of defense that we've seen him display over the last month, that's really where this Bulls team needs to be heading. That's mm -hmm. that's seeing a young man develop into the kind of player that we want to see. And all of that happening for the most of the month of December with him still kind of being that fourth scoring option for this Bulls team as a whole. DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, I think have gotten more shots in him. As we've seen this month come to a close, we're seeing him get a little bit more. I like the direction P. Will is heading. I love the defense that he's putting on display. I love the fact that he's confident in his three-point shot here. He's attempting at least three threes a game for the most part, and he's knocking those down at a 50% clip. He's 26 for 52 on the month overall. I love seeing that from P. Will in total. And then I think just his aggressiveness from the field, you know, when, when you see him looking to attack, looking to get to the bucket, looking to get downhill, you really feel really good about what this young man can be Moving forward, is he the number four overall pick worthy? Maybe not right now, but is he moving in the right direction? I can't say that, or I can say that, and I love seeing that. Uh, I think on the flip side of that, right, the one guy that you start to get a little bit more excited about is Kobe White when you see kind of what he's been able to do in the month of December here. I mean, like, Kobe White has just been a breath of fresh air, like you said, 22 points a game. It's about how he's impacting the game as a whole, and I think the part that's been the most interesting about Kobe is I'd say what last say about last five games, five or six games, teams have really started playing him differently. And, and that was kind of, okay, 
How are you going to adjust to that? How are you going to change your game? How are you going to figure your game out to the point where the deep three ball that you've been knocking down for most of this month is not the only asset that you can go out there and use? Kobe yeah. White's been attacking the bucket, finding, uh, facilitating really, really well, almost six assists a game in the month of December, being a leader that the Chicago Bulls really needed on this team. I mean, like, I look at Kobe's game, and to me, I see somebody who can transcend what we thought that he was and even what we think that he is in this month of December, right? Because when guys are one, he's dealing with the wrist injury. We saw that. But when guys start playing you differently and you're able to adjust and say, okay, they're really playing me up the court. They're not going to allow me to get my deep three off. What else can I do? Now I got to get to the bucket and I got to get downhill. I got to find ways to score at the rim. And you're able to do that. Those are things to me that really stand out about Kobe White's game. And I think that he could be able to take his game to the next level, of course, when the wrist heals up fully, but just going into January, into February, really getting excited about what he can be. And I would assume I think is the perfect role player for this Bulls team, something that you really need. We've seen kind of how he's been able to, he's been a little bit up and down, but he's always been a piece that facilitating wise, three point shooting wise, defense wise, you can count on to come out and give you something. And I think that as a second over a second round pick, I should say, that's really all you hope for in his basis form, and he's been very above average in that time. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think too, like you're seeing these guys really grow into their roles, but also like be more aggressive. And especially with Patrick Williams, like being as, as aggressive as what he is, following up shots, things like that. Like, I'm just like Patrick Williams has spots now, bro. We're seeing Patrick Williams take players <laughs> off to get to the mid range. It, like, it's just crazy to say that we've gotten to this point in Iowa. I know Iowa has been up and down and, and he's not always, his role isn't always going to be to score a bunch of points. Um, but I, I like what he's doing. He always finds a way now to impact the game. And we had, we weren't able to say that sometimes even when he was a starter last year, so I really like the way things are going. But like you said with Kobe, I look at it this way, and I titled it this way over on Central sometime last week as well, is that what how Kobe now adjusts to defense is keying in on what he's doing. Like the, part of defense's game plans are going to be let's force Kobe to go to have to go to the rim. And if he does that and still breaks down defenses, passes it off to people, get other players open, that's the next step to keep this star level play that he's been given for the month of December. And so far, it seems like he's up for it. Yeah, and I think when you talk about these young guys, the one thing that we can say that they've all been, all three of them, is active, right? Then it's not just it's not just them waiting for their shot to come. And I think that's really what the last couple of years of these guys has been. Wait, P. Will's in the corner. He's waiting for the three mm -hmm. ball to come. I would assume it was just kind of letting everybody else do what they do. He's waiting to see what's going to happen. Kobe White's waiting to see when the ball's going to get in his hands so that he can shoot the three. These guys are done waiting. And that gets me excited for what's happening moving forward because they're they're at the point where you kind of look at Patrick Williams. To me, the part about P. Will that excites me the most is not the fact that he's knocking down the three ball at this clip. It's not the fact that he's kind of finding his spots. It's the fact that he doesn't stop moving. He used to piss me off just standing in the corner just, yep, I'm here. Wait, wait up, Zach still uh, oh, dribble down low. Yep, out to uh, yeah. DeMar. Over to Vooch and and P Will would be in the same spot that whole time. Now we're seeing P Will shots up. He's rotating to the bucket. I thought in that Philadelphia game, right, couple of really really nice 
plays at the rim where he was the main rebounder. He was the aggressor. He was the guy. I also think he's realizing he weighs more than most people that they put across from him. I he think so. he's realized how strong up, he is, bro. Like, and we've always said that. It's like he, he was like that kid that didn't realize how strong they were. And it's like, hey, what did I just knock him down? Oh, I can keep doing that. Like, hey, no, he was just running for a ball the other day. I want to say it was against Indiana. I don't remember who it was versus, but he was running for a ball. And like they collided, and the other dude just went flying. And P. Will look, kind of looked at him and was like, "What? What happened to you?" <laughs> it was like, yeah. "You just killed that man, dog!" <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, I think seeing that from P. Will, like, it's just the activity from everybody. It's not just P. Will, but the activity from everybody. P. Will is just the guy with the size to really get it done, right? Like, if he's down low, even down low versus Philly, right? I think Paul Reed was down there, and he—that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> the size to get it done. And he was just down there. And he was just down low. He was down low. It was crazy. That was wild. Oh man. But no, Never. I I just think, right, like when when you see him, when you see him <laughs> in the paint, you gotta choose words wisely on this show, bro. I got I got a little lazy. When you see him in the paint. Versus Paul Reed, and like he's just like, get out of my way! I'm gonna dunk the basketball. Yeah, that that really tells you like like he's starting to figure out who he is as a player. This team overall, I, I mean, we do we have to ask the question, kind of right? Like, who gets the credit for this? Because we're seeing young guys developing at a rate mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in three years. Yeah, I mean, I think I, listen. I mean, Kobe's already talked about Peter Patton helping him with the shot a little bit. Um, I think ultimately the the thing that we get to benefit or we get to uh, who, who gets the credit for it is hey Billy Donovan's letting these guys play openly, um, but I also think you got to give it to them, the players, to get it because we've seen opportunities where Pat has had this before and he hasn't played like this. They're yep. taking it now, and so I think that's the most important thing. Like yeah, credit to Billy Donovan; he's coached really good over the stretch. I don't want to take away from that, but I got to give credit to the players because listen, they've they've grabbed the bull by the horns, no pun intended. And 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 they're 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 guiding their own development right now. Hey man, but you... <laughs> I, t- I yeah, I had to think there for a second. I was like, yeah, we're gonna go with this, man. Hey, grabbing a what? Uh, but <laughs> I didn't no, say I... milk the bull. I didn't say that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, what? <laughs> you never seen city slickers? Yes, I have. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Man, next up, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Next up, we're going to be talking about the month ahead for the show. Before we get that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets win or lose pat i'm asking you right now man when you're looking at, at at things going on right now i know you play a little fantasy sports man um how do you feel about the bulls being used in in, in some of these bets man you think you think people are sleeping on the bulls players a little bit here i think you're probably sleeping on a guy like alice caruso maybe um because i mean ac is he's an everything guy right like he's going to be able to get rebounds assists points all of that so if if i was to look at any guy to add into your lineup man add alice caruso in there 
There you go. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game same parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular uh, parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. See, the Ari, like you don't th- say in there first better layup and then say first partner of the NFL. Like, just stop mixing your sports terminology there. I don't uh, know. I don't know. <laughs> just did you make there. it 60 seconds? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> With that said, brother. Hey, um, out of context, that's crazy. Out of context. <laughs> Out of context, that's crazy. They don't that's get where wild. the joke came from. That's tough. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it locked on stuff. Um, <laughs> the, the Chicago Bulls have an interesting month ahead. So we start off with Philly. That's uh, aired on NBA TV. Then we have a game on ABC against the New York Knicks, the new look New York Knicks with OG Ananobi. He yep. may or may not be playing by then. Two games against Charlotte, Houston, Golden State, San Antonio, Cleveland, Toronto, Memphis, Phoenix, LA, Portland, Toronto, Charlotte to end the month. That's a pretty solid month there. Uh, some some playoff teams in there, some non-playoff teams, some teams that are right around the same areas. The Chicago Bulls. When you look at this month ahead for the for the Chicago Bulls, Pat, how 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 concerned are you with them being able to keep the pace that they've been keeping? Oh, I think that they can, right? And I think that this is a opportunity for you to continue to test yourself against some of these top teams while still being able to stack some of the wins that you're going to get in here. Listen, mm-hmm. you got Philly coming up here. And um, Philly's going to still be without Joel Embiid. So that is in favor of the Chicago Bulls. Um, You got the Knicks coming in. Are they going to be able to mesh together? They just lost a major piece in R.J. Barrett. Are they going to be able to put it all together back-to-back against the Hornets? The Hornets are basically dog water. Um, The Rockets are a very interesting team, very competitive team. We'll kind of see what that's going to be. But, I mean, like, as you start to go through the schedule, it's kind of like really tough team, team that you kind of can get yourself back together against. And that's an opportunity for you to build confidence right like if you end up beating the golden state warriors and then you got the spurs and the cavaliers after that okay we win a game against the spurs all right boom now we're back in this now we got the cavaliers after that can we come and get come out on top against the cavaliers got the raptors after that new look raptors i mean listen i'm not worried about rj barrett i hate to tell you this i'm just not um and then you got the grizzlies right great job Moran. that's tough i ain't gonna lie to you but opportunities for you to kind of have those confidence building moments while still testing yourself against some of the top competition that's really how you start to develop your game you get to test some things out that you don't want to do against weaker competition that you don't normally do against better competition against weaker competition and then you get to take that into that next game and continue to execute that Really going to be interesting to see kind of how the month ahead for this Bulls is going to help them to develop, or are we going to see them revert back? Because, again, with the month ahead, we talk about a lot of the players that have developed. Most of those guys have fallen off at times in previous seasons. Will we see that kind of return to form, or will we see them continue to play well? Yeah, I mean, listen, the Bulls have a lot of opportunities to show really who they are um, when you look at it for the remaining part, not just in January, but the Bulls now have the easiest schedule left remaining in the NBA. Uh, we have two games against Boston, two against Minnesota, one against Milwaukee, one against Philly, two against the Clippers, and two against the Orlando Magic, which actually are now considered a tough opponent because of the way they've been playing. Um, but those are the toughest games left on their schedule here remaining. And so we've talked about it. We, me and you have talked about this literally since the schedule came out. If you can make it, if you can be yeah. close to 500 or above by the middle of January, everything gets easier at that point. So you still got tough games there, of course, 
but it gets considerably easier. And the Bulls right now being what four games we I think we are below five hundred. Yeah, got a chance there. You're fighting your way back in. You got a good game here against Philadelphia coming in, right? Like if you can, you the goal here is to get back above five hundred early on in the month um, and just keep rolling because it does really open up some things for you for the Bulls to gain traction in this month. You're going to need to win a lot of games in the month of January. For, 15 sorry, games for the in the month of January. You said what? We have 15 games in the month of January. Yeah, for the Bulls to gain traction in this season, I meant to say, right, you're going to have to win a lot of games in the month of January. You're going to have to put on a, a show in the month of January. I would say for the mm -hmm. Bulls to realistically get back into kind of the playoff mix and where we feel like they seem like they have the talent to get to, right, you're talking about having to go basically 11-4 and four in the month of January and slowly and just – Fight and claw your way back in. Month of January gives you that opportunity, but there's some tough teams on this schedule that absolutely mm. can make you kind of just stay around, hovering around 500, just below 500. The month of January to me is going to be a really big tell on where this Bulls team is at. And a lot of games on the road in the month of January as well. We had a very favorable home uh, schedule uh, in the month of December. On the road, a lot in January. So even some of those uh, matchups that are supposed to be easier, we're not on our own home uh, home court. So that'll be interesting as well. This is going to be an important month for the Bulls. And not just because of the trade deadline coming up February 8th, but just because to see really who this team is. And I think while we've gotten some answers to that, we've gotten some answers against some teams that have also been struggling with injuries. Uh, you know, if they can keep it going another month, it's going to be hard to really deny exactly who this team is if they can keep it going for another month over these 15 games in January. Are we where where is Zach coming back in on this? Right, he his first game so back probably potentially is either the the second Charlotte game or that Houston game according to the timeline they originally gave us. You going right? I mean, you going right into the thick of it. Pause. Um, I mean, you got Hornets, then it's Rockets, Warriors. Cavaliers, yeah. Grizzly, Suns, like you skip the Spurs in there, but yeah, I, I of course, uh, <laughs> I did that on purpose. Come on, now. okay, uh, terrible. Yeah, we lose to the Spurs, I'm in trouble. Uh, but no, I, I just you're coming back right in a really tough time in your schedule. So if if we see Zach Levine return, if we see a potential trade possibly happening. We're going to know pretty much right around then what is that going to do to the team as well. Because, again, I've said this multiple times. They like Zach. They genuinely genuinely enjoy being around Zach Levine. He is a member of their family. Zach just don't like Billy Donovan. The, the beef is not the players. The beef is not the teammates. DeMar said multiple times, he's genuinely one of my best friends. The beef is the coach. And so if you bring him back, what kind of dynamic does that build if you – remove him completely from it do they just keep mind on your work we keep focusing we keep going we adding in new players blah 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 or is there a little bit of a lull in there this could be a very very interesting next month for the chicago bulls yeah it can get real interesting in here for the bulls and um I mean, I hope that this team keeps playing tough. And uh, Vooch should be back, maybe not this game against Philly, but the game after that, I think, is when he's slated to be back again, yeah. according to the original timeline. That can always change. Um, and so we, we, when you look at it, getting Vooch back over this, Zach Levine could potentially come back if a deal's not solidified before he comes back. Um, we're not, we're not, listen, Tory Craig, you might as well go ahead and write. That's basically. Yeah, I said, doing. I said, like, when they gave a timeline, I was like, so he's done for the season? I mean, that would put him back. According to the timeline they gave, he would come back still with 12 games left on the season. So that's so enough for a tune up for a playoff run. So, yeah, but he's done for the season. <laughs> he's not. 12 games left is not done for the season. 
he's coming back. Like the season for the most part will be decided. Like we'll know whether we're like, like if, if, if Tory Craig comes back and the 12 games matter to the point where like we can fall out of the playoffs, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know what I mean, like if Tory Craig come back, we like, we got him back. Here we go. It didn't work out. Just it's okay. That's like, not true. You can still be excited about what he brings to the city. Pat, you have you, what, when have you, when did you become the cynical one on this podcast? Bro? Hey, listen, it's I mean, only been happening, man. Like what's going just, on with you, bro? It's called honesty. Yeah. I mean, it's called honesty. I, I hate that. I, I would love to look up and be like, Tory Craig's the reason, but he ain't. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's something between it. You can't say Tory Craig's the reason, but you can still understand that he can help this team win basketball. No, he, he can absolutely help this Bulls team win games. I think it's just like, like 12 games left to go in the season. You assume a couple of those games, he's going to be getting used to playing basketball again. So really we're talking about what, 10, nine games left in the season. Now all of a sudden it's like, are we in a playoff race? Are we maybe we're trying to climb? If we're trying to climb in the playoffs, I feel good about it. If we're trying to scrape our way back into the play-in, I hope that half the team ain't here. You know what I mean, like we'll see what it ends up being. I'm sorry. Like, listen, it's like if we're trying to scrape our way back in the playoffs, the only people I want to see on the court are Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Io DeSumo. What does that have? I feel like you add these layers on and have nothing to do with what we're talking. We're just saying Tory Craig will be back, bro. Like hey, I'm just saying. I said if we get to that point in the season, we worried about the 12 games with Tory Craig. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you worried about Tory Craig? You, you, that's what you waiting on? I mean, in general, I want the team to be as full strength as possible. Tory Craig helped the Bulls win games. Yeah, I want Tory Craig back. Hey, I love to see Tory Craig for a playoff run. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not worried about Tory Craig. Harry, bro. I'm just saying, bro. We did that. That went down a weird road. I don't even know how we got there. Uh, hey, man, I got to tell you guys about prize picks because, uh, you know, Pick some prizes. No, I'm just playing. Uh, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from a special league created specifically for combo projections. That is right. You can only do this with prize picks. They are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. They even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second the players rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy especially when you can put together deals like lebron james and travis kelsey at a 10 and a half point combo for three pointers made and receptions and i'm gonna just tell you as somebody who just won their fantasy championship with the chiefs quarterback um don't bet on receptions with the Chiefs. Just just save <laughs> yourself the money and don't bet on receptions with the Chiefs because they are going to drop the football. That is what it is. All you got to do right now is go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Pat. Tory Craig. <laughs> I love the intensity he brings. I've been waiting on Lonzo for two years. <laughs> it was four to six weeks. <laughs> is that what? Is that what did it, bro? That's crazy. He's gonna play bro. on four to six teams before we see him in a Bulls jersey again. That's hilarious. Um, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> Leave it up to Pat. It just killed me. Now, you know what it was? It killed me that they gave me, like, a timeline for his return. Like, he was going to return in a timely manner. <laughs> like, he was like, he'll be back well, in three months. They had some hope. Uh, <laughs> Andre Drummond reached a feat that only Dennis Robin had done before. So, Andre Drummond had 64 rebounds over three games. Uh, that's only been done by Dennis Robin, and that happened in 1998. What do, you, what do you think about Andre Drummond matching Dennis Rodman's record there? Listen, I love the fact that Drum is able to come out there and contribute. He really is an elite rebounder, but he needs to play in a 90s era of basketball for him to stay on the floor. Like, yeah. that, that is my biggest concern with Drum. The, the rebounding numbers are amazing. He When you see, I, I said this the other day, right, when he was playing against Atlanta and he got 25 and 24, 24 and 25, whatever it was, um, when you see something that is truly great, no matter what the thing is that's great, it really is entertaining to watch. It was really entertaining, and it still is, right? All Through all of these games, it's really entertaining to watch people try to out-rebound Andre Drummond. Like, it's like people are like, four dudes are around Andre Drummond. They all jumping for the ball, and Drum just, like, rises above, and he's like, stop, what are y'all doing? Y'all know this is what I do. Let me just pass that back out. But you also got to deal with, right, the ups and downs of Drum. And I think that that's why when people talk about him being a starter, it makes it so hard to put him in the lineup. Like over the last two games, Andre Drummond has seven fouls in the first half. That's not, that's not conducive for long-term success. So I just need him. I think, and I think the thing is, right. I, I need drum as he stays in this lineup until Vooch gets back to get better with situational awareness I think if he does that, he will be what he said, right? He still thinks of himself as a starter in the NBA. Not getting four fouls in the first half, you're not. But if he can figure out kind of the situational awareness, when to be aggressive, when to go after the ball, when when to right try to move some of these dudes out of your way, I think that he's going to – I do think that he could start in the NBA again. I do think that he could be a starter on the team. Heck, maybe he could be a starter on the Bulls at some point. But, like, I don't see that happening with how easily he gets in foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, too, is like Andre Drummond has a great skill, an amazing skill in rebounding yep. the basketball. That is an amazing skill. But because somebody asked before is like, why do you guys harping so much on Andre Drummond uh, getting so many rebounds off his own misses? Isn't that good? We want people to follow their shots. <laughs> Following your shot means that you took a good shot and you notice, hey, it's probably going to come up short. Let me go get the shot. The thing that makes Andre Drummond following up his own misses so much is that there's times where there's an open because the defense has collapsed that if he passed it out, it would be an open perimeter shot. But he just does this thing, this thing. It's like a cat swiping at a damn cotton ball. And and, and don't get me wrong. Drummond has an elite, and it's amazing. And yeah. I, I would say this. If Drum just took it up hard and went and got to the free throw line, whoa. If Drummond, if Drummond, if Drummond took the cool. put back and went for a dunk on, on a lot of that and got to the free throw line and made the free throws, that would be different. But, like, it turns into inefficient offense, and usually it doesn't always end on us getting the bucket. It just ends on him getting a lot of rebounds, and then the other team ended up getting it because it's just it's, – it's, it's bad basketball. But, again, not to say the drum's bad. I'm just saying that that certain aspect. But he's amazing at what he does. He's yeah. the best rebounder probably in the game right now. And it's a, it's a great skill, but that doesn't make you a starter just because that's the skill that you have. Of those 60-plus rebounds that he has right now, um, mm. 47 of them are in two games. Yeah, because he, like yeah, he, he didn't he, rebound. 
He's he's ridiculous. And in those games, right, 24 and 25, 16 or 15 and 23, like he's he's ridiculous at what he does. But that game that's in the middle, he could only play 21 minutes in that game because he had four fouls pretty much in the first half. He ends up with seven points, nine rebounds. Those are the times that it, I'm sorry, seven points, 16 rebounds. Those are the times that it takes you out of the game. He had nine offensive rebounds. Those are the times that it takes you out of the game. And I just I want to see those situational moments get better. I think the drum is a great asset for the Bulls. And I think yeah. the one the one part people sleep on with him is how he gets to the defensive rebounds, how defensively he changes how people attack the basket. But the the, whoa. the basket? Hey, yo, it's a wild. What is that, bro? That's that's <laughs> The busket, okay. Hey, listen. Sometimes you got a busket. I don't know, but I think he changes how people attack the bucket, and um, you know his his defense has really been something that has shined well. But on the on the flip side, like he's he's got all the tools to be to go back to being the great player that he was. But you limit a team so much, you can't also be in foul trouble and be inefficient. I think yeah, that's the thing, I'm right? It's not like he, I come off the screen with Andre Drummond. Where is he going? To the basket. There's no pop. There's no uh, uh, midi. There's no three. It's rolling to the basket, which is fine. But that's who he is. So you can't then have those moments where I'm missing the ball over the rim or I go to dunk it down and it don't go down or right. Like, and we see that a ton and I got my own rebound back and then I put it back in like drum. Just he's, he's an old school, big man. And in a modern NBA, you have to be the peak of elite, which he's showing us from a rebounding perspective. I would just like to see it to me, not even from a scoring perspective. I think he scored the ball. Well, just, you don't have to like run somebody over. Like what was that thing where he just like ran through? That was a, that was a Draymond green move, bro. Where he was just running down the court no, and just on, ran buddy over. That's that's not a Draymond. Because Draymond, no, not the not the not the like he was trying to hurt him or he was trying to hit him. It okay. was a Draymond Green move of like, hey, bro, what you why'd you do that? Like, remember he jumped on Killian yeah. Hayes back or whatever. Like yeah. it was kind of like that. You know, Drummond be so into the game sometimes that I'm sure at some point he just doesn't see the people around him. <laughs> Like, I, just, I really do believe that he just doesn't see him. He's just like, I'm in the zone right now, bro. Bro, when he ran Buddy over, bro, and just hit him, and it was funny because he just fell over. But I was like, where, where were you supposed to be on that? Like, it wasn't even like he was doing something. He hey, just listen. involved himself in that. Between like, that and and Patrick Williams dunking on Dalen Terry because Dalen couldn't get out the way the other day. That was crazy bro, too. It was like so Dalen. <laughs> what's crazy is as P Will's coming down. Dalen is full broken neck, bro. He like exactly, like, bro. Like, <laughs> why is your whole neck looking through the? What do you, What are you expecting to see? Except the ball hit you in the face. For his teammates, bro. <laughs> Dalen just be excited, bro. Like, bro. Dalen hit the ground. He was like, "Dang, brother, what I do?" Like, <laughs> that's for you hitting me in the kidney in practice. Dalen looked like he gets you with a kidney shot. Oh, absolutely. Come on now, bro. Hey, man. Uh, that's funny, man. It's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. We got a lot of players on this team that just be like, they good. They they're good at something, but when they try to do too much, it'd be interesting. I had somebody tell me, who was I talking to? Hey, bro, don't start your story. It's time to end the show. You, feel I, you I know, feel but I'm just no. Know. I had somebody tell me they need to let Andre Drummond ball handle more. And that's when I realized you can't talk basketball to everybody. Hey, yeah, man, follow us on Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. <laughs>
Gotta y'all go. stay safe out there, man. We'll see y'all in 2024. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. We want to make sure you guys know that we're free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. For Al P. Shore, I am Hayes, and this has been Locked On Bulls. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Al P. Shore was good. Who made that up? Four bid? That was good. Yeah, bro. I'm going to come up with a nickname for Hayes. <laughs>